Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Yay! There's a background noise, but uh, background noise. There's a background person, but I'll introduce them in a second. Okay, first of all, actually no, I'm gonna introduce them right now because then it's awkward and they're gonna be staring at me. Okay, we have today in the house. Are we supposed to introduce myself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Hannah. Hannah! (laughs) So Hannah is joining me on the podcast today because there is a topic I really want to talk about that I've been requested to talk about already this early into my podcasting career. I've been requested (laughs) to talk about feminism. And actually, most people have been asking me to talk about this, which I was surprised about. And so... um, I think no, there's no one better I would want to talk about this with than her. Um, and also, we have some interesting opinions about it. So, I, that she <laughs> may or may not agree with my opinions. And so, I just it didn't feel right to record this topic without her. And she's in town, and I'm really excited, so I wanted to record it with her. So, Hannah, do you want to give some background about, like, you could talk about RTS or something. Like, tell us a little bit about you. Oh, this week's topic is feminism. Woo! <laughs> so she's going to give us a little background. Tell us why I'm bringing her on the podcast for this topic. Okay. Well, hi, everyone. I'm put her on the spot. Oh, my gosh. Yes, this is very on the spot. But Talk about RTS. Well, RTS may or may not be relevant. It depends on the direction that this conversation goes. But me and Michelle have a very unique relationship in that What's our okay? Yeah. We we discuss um, a lot of topics like feminism, but we have very conflicting viewpoints at times. But it's a healthy relationship in that we can like share our opinions. So yeah. the fights get scary and intimate. Yeah, hopefully you won't <laughs> see not intimate, but <laughs> not intimate like just fighting each other. <laughs> Cut that out. We we're passionate about our opinions. It's a good thing. We are passionate. But um, over the last couple years, I've definitely been involved in some things that I've loved to share with Michelle about. Like, I was an ambassador for RTS, which is Rape Trauma Services in San Mateo. And I spent a year during COVID getting online training, um, just about general awareness. um, And I worked on a project that created a website to help educate teens on the rape cycle. So, oh my god, this isn't an interview. I You asked me to no, give no, no, background. No, this is good, this is good. And like this it. is what I would tell Michelle about mm-hmm. every single day of I'm the so last proud. year. Mm-hmm. And I think she found it interesting because we never had a reason to discuss topics like this together before. And so a lot of our viewpoints and everything came out and I thought that was very interesting and it helped me get to know her and it helped her get to know me yeah and what she's referring to is like a lot of times we have conflicting opinions and or like innate kind of thoughts are usually like opposite like how she comes about something versus I come about it and so it'll be like we kind of convince each other and like we'll kind of argue back and forth about it but agree to disagree uh, yeah agree to disagree (laughs) usually but um no it's just fun to hear someone else's opinion and if everyone has the same opinion it's not fun and what's the point of the conversation i agree you don't want to stay in the bubble but the reason (laughs) the reason this was brought up is because i was listening to last week's episode Mm. on social media yeah and me being me i reached out to michelle Mm. and i told her i have some different opinions and um, she wanted me to come in today so we could talk about them a yeah. little bit, as yeah. well as talk about feminism. Yeah, so it's like winter break right now. I'm out 
you're out of school Ooh. and um yeah i'm so happy school's over but i know a lot of people like this is their last week of school so hopefully when you're listening good to luck this, with finals yeah hopefully when you're listening to this when it comes out on friday you're all done or you're listening to it on the weekend you'll hopefully be all done with school yeah i think everyone's last week is this week pretty much if they're not yeah. out last week before um but yeah so yeah she's home we're gonna talk about feminism this week which i'm very excited about and we had people ask us questions. I've been doing this now third episode. I'm doing having people ask questions, which I'm really liking. And so we'll get to those questions today as well. Anything else? I feel like that's good. Yeah, but like, yeah, Hannah, okay, let's kind of get into it. So like, yeah, last week I talked about social media and I was discussing how <clears throat> social media has always been like positive for me, like a positive experience. I feel like I've always had an opportunity to learn from people and i just never thought of it like as being toxic and i know she, hannah asked a question about like um oh do you ever find people to be what was it do you um i don't what, honestly remember what i asked i think i was, was prompting like, you to talk about this because i thought it would be interesting yeah it to hear was your like, opinion on whether or not you believed there were toxic spaces mm-hmm. in social media how do you deal with toxic yeah and spaces? how do you deal yeah with that was it. your question for last week and i think i kind of went about it saying like I personally don't think there's any toxicness, but if you do feel like there is, like, all people have, like, body image stuff, you know, I think that's, like, the biggest thing, and um, I just kind of said, like, copy, like, use that person as, like, a model, an example, whoever you might be jealous of. Yeah, you look up to people. And you kind of copy their workout routines and stuff, or, like, copy, like, their clothing or whatever it may be that makes them look so good, and I, that's how I always thought about those things. Okay, we just had a cutoff because I it, I thought my parents were coming in to the house. But if it's just my sister, and she was like, oh my god. <laughs> okay, anyways. Yeah, I was just saying that, like, I think that if you have someone on social media that you're jealous of, right? Like, an influencer, like, I'm just, this is just, like, about the body, I guess. Like, if someone has, like, a really nice, like... But why do you have to be jealous of them? That's where, like, toxicity comes from, where people are, like... Oh, well, yeah, that's where the toxic mind Yeah, comes so from. I, when I think of... When I look at that, right, I just say, oh, okay, like, this is, like, an opportunity to copy this person, and I'm just going to use, like, them as an... Ex- I'm going to use them as an example and just kind of copy what they're doing. Like, I feel like sometimes you have things that you imagine, and it's hard to see it in front of you, but, like, if someone's already there, you can just copy them. Okay. Then it's already made out for okay. you. I see what you mean. So I never got jealous of other people or like, oh, felt bad about my own like look or whatever because of that. No, that's good. I definitely think it depends on the person and social media, I think in general is viewed as a sort of not positive space just because like on a general sense, mm-hmm. most people are getting into like social media like when they're younger and it's like, there's a lot going on. Like if you even just remember like when we were in middle school, like think about that like I don't there's just so much going through your mind and like you're obsessed about every little thing in your life and when you see other people online you think oh should I be doing that should I be wearing these types of clothes should I be wearing Mm -hmm. these shoes should I be wearing this much makeup like I just feel like that was something I always personally struggled with on social media just like when I was younger Mm -hmm. um but like, wait, like, I had the same questions that you're asking, but I was like, oh, should I be doing that? And then I'd be like, oh, okay, like, if I see, like, for example, like, when I was in middle school, I always deal with, like, hair. Like, I had a mustache and eyebrow, right? Eyebrows, like, unibrow or whatever. <laughs> Just one brow. <laughs> and so I would always be like, 
oh, like, I, if I saw someone, like, shaving, like, women shaving and stuff online, on social media, on YouTube and stuff, I'd be like, oh, should I be doing that? Like, asking the same question, but then I would learn from them what I should be doing. So I always thought of it as a positive thing. But I guess, okay, my thing is there... Why do you feel like you have to be doing that? Because let's say, because that, okay, that's not harmful. Seeing somebody changing their hair is not harmful. Uh But it gets to a point where there are bad things that people do on social media that aren't healthy, like dieting in certain ways and taking harmful chemical pills that they label as like fat pills or to like reduce hunger and all of that, Mm -hmm. that people can view in the same way. Because if you continue to like look at posts, and I guess it does depend what is pushed into your feed. Mm -hmm. Like I know um, you can like, you can change the algorithm in ways to like make sure you're not getting certain things. Like I used to get ads that were solely about like, do you want to be skinnier? Do you want to work out every single day? And um, I do kind of believe that Instagram like listens to you. I've like tested this out before. Like you talk oh, yeah, about certain things, yeah, it's listening to that. you. Yeah, and so it's like you just have to really be careful, and you can work with it to like make social media a safe mm-hmm. place. Like I know I follow like a ton of like positivity accounts mm-hmm. because then it like flushes my feed with that. So it's mm-hmm. like the negative stuff isn't as common. But there's so many people that just they don't know how to do that and they don't necessarily see what they're being pushed as bad right and i think you are very like capable of like looking at the two mm-hmm. and like being like oh this is clearly harmful i would never do that to myself but i feel like that's something i definitely struggled with growing up is like distinguishing what is harmful and what isn't that makes sense i feel like when you're first coming into the world of social media right yeah you're like first on instagram you make your instagram and your snapchat and you're on youtube and you see all these people who like look incredible right obviously that's their job yeah to look amazing and look at the top of their standards basically yeah. right like coming into it when you're a kid like i feel like it can be challenging because you have all these people to look up to they all look better than you you could feel bad about yourself but like and you don't know that it isn't real that's like my main thing it's but like, like I social still, media is so not I took real it as like okay that's like a goal like that's an opportunity to be like okay that's gonna be my new goal i want to look like this person i literally but would have a good new- if you know that they're not real like nothing that anyone posts on social media is 100 percent real like you can be yeah but every month real no, like, but every, like every month i would have like and i remember growing up i had a new person i would look up to every single month but now and i still kind of do that but now i have like a more open because like i was talking about this other like to someone like a couple days ago where they listened to the pod the old podcast social media one and they're like oh i thought it was interesting how you look up to new people and they were saying like um you know i so i used to look up to people so much on youtube okay like especially youtube because they would explain how to do the things that they're doing to make them look like that right and uh they were like oh do you still watch youtube a lot and i'm like no because i feel like now i figured things out more i don't need it as much like because i feel like now i'm helping inspire other people almost because i've like took on this like role of like and i think that's telling helping other people now and so like i just feel like it depends on your mindset going into it because i had such a positive mindset about it but i want to hear more about how you had like a toxic mindset about it or like a negative mindset about it okay because i never thought about it isn't as a bad way my whole thing is that social media is fake you could say whatever you want about it anyone could be as real they could post unedited photos without filters all of that Mm -hmm. but you're still picking and choosing what aspects of your life you want to show yeah so when you look at influencers 
who have millions of people watching their life through a screen every single day, mm-hmm. they are just seeing the like little hints of this person's life. And that influencer is choosing what pictures, what little snippets they're going to post mm-hmm. to make their life look perfect. Because in all honesty, like I feel like a lot of what we do in like trying to better ourselves comes from places of oh, I need to prove to this person that, like, I'm better than them. Or, like, he Mm -hmm. broke up with me. Like, I need to show him that, like, he should miss me. Like, I feel like that's something that so many people do. And it's, like, they want people to envy them. They want people to say, like, I want to be her. Mm -hmm. and Or I want to be him. Or I want to be them. And I think, in general, that is so... It's, like, it's very harmful to especially, like, younger people Mm -hmm. to go in and not recognize that, like this person, this is not how they live. And I think there's been a really great movement, like, on TikTok. I've started to notice Mm -hmm. there are some people that post videos that are, like, opposite of what social media is. Like, they'll show... Oh, I've seen that. Like, they'll show... Side by side, right? Yeah, they'll show, like, this is the picture that I posted where, like, they have, like, perfect abs and, like... Perfect lighting. Yeah, it's great lighting. Their hair looks amazing. And then you see them, like, have a video of themselves, like, literally two seconds later, mm-hmm. and they look like a regular person. That also started with, like, people exposing, like, influencers, right? Like, I've seen a lot about, like, Tana. Have you seen the Tana ones? No. Do you know Tana Mojo? I think it's, her name's Mojo, right? I don't know. But uh, her, Tana, the one who had TanaCon. Okay. Y- you know what I'm talking about, right? Tana! She, Girl. like, literally was, like, with everyone at some point. <laughs> or she's, like, with Bryce now. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Oh, my. everyone knows who Tana is. Tana Khan. Girl, I've been like Tana Khan. Everyone was burning in the sun and got like strokes. Tana Khan. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, there's these pictures where Tana looks perfect. Search Tana. Tana Mojo. Tana. No, just one N. I don't know who he's with Tana. Tana, and then. Okay. Okay. Did you find her? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's. I remember like those are the first videos I saw where it was like. She would look perfect in one picture, and then there'd be a video of her, and she looked like, I don't know, I guess people were like, oh, she's actually, like, overweight, or her face doesn't look like this, but also at the same time, like, like, I see what you're saying, like, it's like, oh, one picture's perfect, but also there's, like, the whole thing where it's, like, a movement of people, all, all types of people looking, like, being, uh, accepted. Are you still looking through her feed? Yeah, I'm looking at her feed. <laughs> okay, can I How tell do you, you not know who this person is? Uh, that's not the point. Can I just tell you what, what I see when I look at this? Tana? Wait, let me see. Are you looking at the right person? Yeah, Tana Mojo. Yeah. That's, that's not... That's how you say it. Okay. Mojo. Okay, anyways. I think so. I just think, especially like when you're looking at people that are like celebrities and all of that... Mm-hmm. People look at their lives and they're like, oh my god, that's the ideal life. Like, look at them. They yeah. have the most amazing clothes they have like perfect makeup they're surrounded by like all these beautiful people so like yeah what goes through your mind after that like when you see that after i have those thoughts when i yeah it's like oh do you wish you looked like that and then that's that's the thing or that makes you anxious is i've never and i feel definitely lucky for that i rarely see someone and i'm like wow i i wish i looked like that like blah 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 and i think um that's just because i didn't really get into social media until like recently because Mm -hmm. like um I grew up where it was like my parents are like very restrictive because they like did not want me to be like that was their only like Like, they have very few rules but like that was something where they're like they did not want me 
to have like a public account Mm -hmm. on social media posting pictures of myself being on it all the time for a really long time yeah and um I definitely am grateful for that because I definitely think like you go through like a huge developmental period Mm -hmm. where you are self-conscious and you're constantly like thinking about your body and I think that's something a lot of people go through and very few people talk about Mm -hmm. is like you're looking at me like you have no idea what I'm talking about yeah I'm confused there's a period you never went through a period where you were self-conscious of your body yeah but yeah. like i it wasn't like a period i feel like that's just like people always have that background thought i don't think it just happens well that's the thing is i think people always no matter what age they are they wish they look good i when i was watching keeping up with the kardashians last why? week chris was like oh i'm 60 i don't want to wear a ba- bathing suit in like the bahamas or whatever they went they I went i don't watch keeping up with the kardashians okay but chris toxic. at every age <laughs> every age people it was Kylie was like six years old and she was like, I don't like this shirt. I look fat in it. And then Chris was 60. That's so toxic. And they went to, what's that one that's off of California, the island that people go to where the Catalina. homes are in the water? What? Homes are, the homes are in the water. Catalina Island no. off of like Los Angeles? Uh, no, it's like has one of those like hoo hoo names. Like, okay, moving on. Moving, moving on. on. I don't know. Anyways, There's an island. Anyways, she was like 60 and she was like, oh, I don't want to wear a bathing suit. I think people at all like stages of their life feel like they don't okay. like approve of their body. But my thing is, or could have those thoughts. How I think about it is, I think social media just completely like it changes the way that you think about yourself because you have to think about why am I self conscious of this? Why do I want my waist mm-hmm. to be slimmer? Why do I want, like, my arms to look more toned? And you have to think about why. And every time I've ever done that, I've literally connected it back to social media, where it's like you're seeing people all the time, every time you scroll, and you're like, there's a certain image. And that's something that I think no one can really dispute, is there is a certain image of how people should look that's, like, idealized mm-hmm. in our society online. Yeah. And, like, there's all these advertisement movements where they're, like you should have like all body shapes you should have all skin colors right right yeah all genders all sexualities all mm-hmm. of that should be shown but the fact and, that, like, accepted, like that's still yeah. not completely like true that's still not the norm like people have to work to make sure they're mm-hmm. represented still and i just feel like it's it's not healthy mm-hmm. if when you're like self-conscious like instead of wanting like looking at your hair and being like oh like I want my hair to look like this. You're scrolling on social media and you see this person telling you that your hair is unhealthy and that your entire hair care routine is stupid and that you need to have all these products and you need to cut it this way yeah. twice a month. Or, But you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, like, but I just was like, like, oh, manipulation. Person, I didn't think so. I, when I, someone, that situation you just described, right? I could see you getting mad at me. The situation you just described was like, oh, they're telling me what to do. This is great. Like, I know exactly how to fix my hair. But and there's nothing wrong with your hair. Years, no. Why do you think my, I had wrong? terrible hair growing up. I had very poofy, big hair. Okay, but who and told it dry. you that it looked bad? And then I already knew it looked bad. And I was like, my hair is so poofy. And then I wanted, like, the silky hair. And so I would look at influencers online primarily like south asian influencers and they'd all be like put coconut oil in your hair so after two three years of wearing coconut oil now my hair is like just smooth and nice so i felt like they told me what to do and i definitely agree there are like ways that you can find like there's so many like life like i'm still trying to understand the like the part where it's like social media i get the fake part right fake yes it's fake fake. it makes sense Yeah. yeah but how do you go from like 
like how does it like hit your internal like being where it's like oh i feel bad when i go on social media because that's like the stereotypical typical thing where it's okay. like i go on social media and i feel bad about let myself. me try explaining this a different way like, i wish my life slightly was like changing that. It. is it like fomo well, okay that's another thing i was gonna say is um there is fomo for sure there, i get that yeah i think social media if you're not talking about like body image if you're just talking about like life in general mm-hmm. i think that's something that like really hit a lot of people during the pandemic is because like especially if you have friends that are like all over the country where right. like rules and stuff were totally different you go on your phone and you see people at parties at weddings with their mm-hmm. families with their friends like on vacations and I think it's really great, and a lot of the time, I really like seeing that, but I do have to limit myself. Like, if I'm, like, in a place where it's, like, oh, it's finals week, and I'm studying, and, like, I'm kind of, like, sad, because I'm, like, I'm sitting in my room, I'm just studying, I just have to take these tests, I'm going home soon, but it's, like, you're scrolling on social media, and you see, like, people at parties, and you see people Mm -hmm. just out there with their friends, and I don't know, for me... I would describe that as FOMO, but it's not, like, strong enough that, like, I've ever felt, like, seriously depressed over it. Mm-hmm. But I do know that for a lot of people, like, especially if you do struggle with anxiety and depression, that just, like, exaggerates it even more. That's true. It's, sorry. It's interesting that you bring that up. I like how I'm drinking a caffeine drink and I'm literally yawning. I'm drinking a yerba mate. Not sponsored. <laughs> Hannah says it's your bomb mate but okay I just pronounced fun. it once okay it's interesting that you bring that up because like you know, I know how I've talked a lot about like being lonely at home all the time because of my school and I'm like anxious and depressed because of it but like even for that I have a hack when I see people out and about doing stuff I yelp everything that they're doing even I have an answer for that too. Like I have a comeback for that. But like, so you're. I but literally will yell what they're doing. You're saying that you want to be doing that though. Yeah, eventually. And that doesn't make you sad at all. I don't know. It makes me sad. I would say like, if it's people I don't know, I see what they're doing and I'll yelp it. When I say yelp, I'm saving and bookmarking all the places that they're like everywhere they're going, and that's why I always know where to go because I'm not creepy. <laughs> no, I. It's a little creepy. Like I'll see like an influencer I like. She's like in the Bay or she's like in Chicago, like somewhere I go to, right? And she'll be like, "Oh, look, I go to the sushi restaurant," and I'll be like, "Okay, sushi sixty nine or not <laughs> sushi sixty <69." laughs> Sushi six seventy four. Let's go there. Sushi seventy four. Go here in downtown. I'll be like, okay, and I'll yelp it and like save it. But like, I feel like I feel FOMO when I see people like I know, like my friends and stuff. You know, like my circles. Then I feel bad if I'm not there. You know, like I'm not. Yeah, I think okay for me. I do believe social media has so many benefits. It connects people. It gives you ways to find information and to find people to look up to mm-hmm. in a much quicker like an easy to use format but I just think it is all about your mindset and it sounds like you have a really good developed mm-hmm. mindset about seeing something mm-hmm. and then taking that and taking those feelings of like instead of feeling like you're missing out you're taking that and you're saying, how can I integrate what they're doing into my life and Improve make this a goal? Improve my life, yeah. Yeah, make and this like, a goal for myself. And that's really healthy, but most people don't do that. Most people are scrolling on Snapchat. They see their friends at a party that they didn't go to. Yeah, that's why I want to understand they it. Get, well, like, 
the upset. Whole, yeah, the whole. Uh, that's why I want to understand the other side of it, and that's yeah. why you're here on the podcast is because I want to understand. Oh, oh my god, I'm so perfect. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's Hannah. Um, she literally like put her hands underneath her chin. No, I was seeing like, that so it's her like, head back and forth. I've never been with the baddie. Yeah, I said that like twenty times today. I never been with the baddie. Um, but. Oh, shoot. You can't do this to me. I lose my train of thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, saying that, like, basically the whole reason why I had to look at people on social media because I didn't have anyone else to look at. And I talked about this on the last podcast was that, like, because social, like, I, at least for being, like, brown, right? Being Pakistani, it was really hard for me. Or, sorry, Pakistani. Being Pakistani. <laughs> look, I can't, I didn't have all people around me to look at because, like, when you're in America, it's, like, a lot of them, they're just, it's hard, it's a smaller batch of people to look at, and so there's less, like, like, influencers and, like, people that you can look up to, and so I, I was almost forced to find, like, big brothers and sisters to look at on social media, and that's why I always took it so positively, because it was, like, I had nowhere else to look. No, yeah. I think that aspect of it, that's, like, that I feel like that's maybe why I had to, but now there's so many people, sense. like, I love the Neon Twins, they're half Pakistani, and I love them so much because I'm always like, oh, oh, I love their outfits. I love their hair. Like, I love the way they, like, look. See, that's good. Like, that's goals. <laughs> I, I think that's too, great that too. you think that. Yeah. But, like, I love there's, like, such a diverse na- diversity now. Like, I yeah. feel like before it was just being, like, more, like, one type of people. Yeah. You know? And now it's more diverse. I agree. So, yeah. But. Oh, so, like, like, what's that one? Uh, Amy, the plus size, first plus size model to be on Vogue or something. She just had a baby. Um, her name's, like, Amy Graham. Amy Graham. Search, like, first plus-size model or most famous plus-size model. She just came out in the last, like, ten years, you know? Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham, yeah. You know her, right? Yeah. She just came out, like, in the last, like, five, ten years. She's been popular. And so, I feel like that was before... Not, maybe not before I was growing up, but, like, definitely there's just such, such a diverse spectrum now yeah that's so that no i think that's you know that's really healthy but okay connecting to our feminism topic look y'all's about to say that i was like damn this really took a turn i think it's social media i think if you have the right mindset okay woohoo we just had another interruption but this time my parents actually did come in the house oh, and hannah was annoyed because we were sitting by the fire and she was warm now we had to move into the room where it's cold and the window was open <laughs> anyways um you're gonna go on a tangent i was not a tangent if you have I, right I, mindset. I had a point oh i was gonna connect it to our feminism topic for this week mm-hmm. um but okay so I think, like, yeah, if you have the right mindset and you're looking at social media as a way to, like, better yourself but with, like, positive intentions mm-hmm. and with, like, realistic expectations and, like, recognition of the fact that, like, social media is not an accurate depiction of, like, every person's life, I think that's healthy. But there are a lot of factors in social media, such as, like, why there are certain, like, body expectations, and I was going to connect that to, like, an issue that, like, I studied, um, which is, like, the idea of, like, the male gaze, and <laughs> Michelle's laughing because she go. hates when I bring stuff up, like, Let this. me just get out my, bla- like, glasses and my book, and let me just start taking my notes, do 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 on my word doc. 
It's just on the podcast now. Okay. That's fine. Anyways. Okay. The male gaze. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time, like, when I was, like, researching this, like, for my, like, RTS project, mm-hmm. right, um, right. it really comes, like, out when you think about why am I dressing this way or why do I feel uncomfortable dressing this way? Right. What in society has told me that I need to have this specific body type? And I think if you think about it in certain ways, mm-hmm. that is on social media and that and it comes through with ideas of like dress code like how you're told in school not to dress a certain way oh yeah that's really interesting that's always been interesting to me was that one of your questions i think that was it's fine no i think we should read what was the question no uh then we have to go back and like it's a whole thing we just we'll do the questions at the end like normal okay all right continue and you're saying how school oh yeah so i think um growing up at like my elementary middle school that I went to um it was definitely a smaller school and so everybody knew everyone and dress code was something that was really big and I didn't really understand it um and like there's different perspectives like coming from like the perspective of an adult you're looking at children and just being like okay they shouldn't dress this way because it's quote-unquote slutty or it's quote-unquote not appropriate and then you have to follow up those questions with why why is it not appropriate? Mm-hmm. Is it not appropriate because you're worried that their male teacher is going to be staring at them? Are you worried? It's really interesting. But then this yeah. isn't one-sided. This also goes for, like, all genders and, like, all sexualities. Because guys have no, like, Yeah, that's rules. a thing that, like, I think is a little bit controversial is um, because when you talk about feminism, mm-hmm. the main idea is that it's not just bolstering women. It's making all genders Uh equal and so that's like when you talk about um mental health for men that's a part of it because Mm -hmm. you're saying why do men go and receive or seek out less mental health care than women well maybe it's because they have these male expectations in society that tell them you should not that's manism feminism is Rooted in the fact that, Is male that, like, the word? No. Maybe Why don't they make a version for men? You're not listening. But that's, like, part of it. No. The whole idea is, like, when you're talking... Feminism is... Empowering support- women. No. It's not just women. That's but the whole fem- point. female... The root of the word female- is, but I literally found the definition because I knew you were going to bring this up. Oh, it is finding fuck. equality of the sexes... Sexes, plural... Economically, politically, socially, and personally. Wait, I thought this is just. I thought feminism was just like about women. Like that's no. Oh, let's and that's what's important. Their pay. And that's why I talk to you all the time because it's pretty much finding all the parts of society where genders are not equal. So, for example, it just so happens. Are you sure? That eco- yes. I don't think I that's read. Right. It was the Economist. But it was that, an article. Okay, I read the Economist, but so I thought, then you should trust the Economist. But I, I do. But I thought that like everyone knows that feminism is about empowering women. Like it's not like Can I'm I so explain? confused. Let me explain it to you. So how I see it mm-hmm. is, it just so happens that there is a lot of gender inequality in which women are not receiving <sighs> the same political rights, the same educational access, the same pay, pay 
to men. And that's what is focused on a lot of the time is because a lot of the discrepancy is where women are not receiving, like the men have the advantage. Mm -hmm. But there are other areas like mental health Mm -hmm. in which men do not have an advantage Mm -hmm. and they also need that help. So feminism is focused on creating gender inequality as a whole. It just so happens that a lot of these issues women are at a disadvantage and so the focus is on helping them get equal pay on giving them rights Mm -hmm. and so many people like the united states there is still gender inequality there still needs to be feminism Mm -hmm. but like on a global scale there is so much gender inequality and it's these um like gender expectations and stereotypes Mm -hmm. like why can't men feel like they can be emotional well, because there's a stereotype that tells them that they have to be manly and they have to love sports and right. they have to, they can't cry. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair. That's wrong. And mm-hmm. so that's a part of feminism is changing both the viewpoints of how all genders should be. And not just two genders because there aren't just two genders. There's the whole like fluidity mm-hmm. spectrum, everything. And it's creating equality for everyone and oh, that makes me more on board. Like, not on board, but, like, makes you understand it this more. This is another thing. Because, like, can't the whole... just not be on board. No, because, like, the before I was like, oh, it's all about, like, women empowerment and stuff like that. Like, I thought that's Which what feminine should... was. But I'm like, I just, I just feel like my whole idea was always like, okay, everyone should have, like, equal stuff. Like, everyone should, like, have equal rights and stuff like that. You know what you would like? But also, I'm not a political person. You should read this play called Assembly Women. It's a Greek play where they create an egalitarian society. You'd find it interesting. A what? An egalitarian society. What does that mean? Like, everybody's equal. But, like, in everything. Ah. Like, where... Isn't that, like, Big Brother or something? No. That's creepy over-government involvement. That's totally different. Like, that's, like, them, like, stalking you. Okay. But this... This is, like, totally random and, like, makes me seem like a nerd, so I apologize. I just have to try to pay You are this. a nerd. Thank That's you. why I have to pull out my glasses Thank you. and my tie and my no, I'm No, I'm just telling you and that. And type up in this, It was, like, in the society, it was that, like, women are no longer obligated to be loyal to their husbands. But husbands don't have to be loyal to their wives either. So they can essentially sleep with anybody, which okay. I thought was interesting. And, um, like, women can ha- work wherever they want. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, written about Athens, Greece. And this was written, like, during the time of, like, the Greek Empire. So this oh, was really so old. Oh, so it's not, like, oh, so it's, like, you know how, like, right now it's, like, most women are, like, the home caretaker, right? Yeah. And then the men work. Female stereotypes to take care of the home. In that situation, everyone yeah. would just be, like working or something or what everyone would have the ability to choose and essentially there would be no expectation so like if a man said he wanted to stay at home and would take care of the household because his wife was working mm-hmm. and making the money for the family that wouldn't be seen as any different than a family okay that makes both sense. parents are working that makes sense but to play devil's advocate okay Literally, women are genetically engineered. I'm not saying that they should stay at home, but they are the they were the gatherers, and the men were the hunters. That is actually interesting so, because I just took a class in which, and you know how like in the Olympics they had that whole fight about like oh if sh- should um transgenders like transgender transgender people should transgender people pay play for the team that they 
That like, is a whole other issue that I do that, not think we should get into this podcast. That they're, like, so whatever they were. We're not going to argue about this. But then I'm, like, that's not fair because if you're, like, a woman, right? You were born a woman and then... <laughs> If you were born a woman and then you are a transgender woman, that's not fair because if you had physical, like, if you have to physically compete, then how would you, how is that fair? Okay, these are multiple different issues, so I don't know what to respond to first. <laughs> With um, transgender athletes. Okay, first of all, do, you, professional do you have Olympics. a clear, uh, like, do you have a clear, like, yes, they should be able to or no, or it should it be, like, a story I don't by believe what there you is a as. correct, I think there are different answers and I think as a there should be transgender teams and they have enough, their own separate league. There's not enough people and that's very isolating because oh. a lot of people don't that's the other thing that's very exposing because not everyone is totally and completely open about being transgender that's true. and I don't think you should have to be especially on a global scale mm-hmm. to go into Olympics and have everyone be like oh this person who identifies as a woman, who goes around and says, I am female, because they are female, just so happen to be born male, has to compete with the men, even though they don't identify as a man, nor do they feel like they fit in, and I don't think that's fair. That's true. But if you think about... But then it's hard, because it's like, their genetic... It's all about, like, endurance when it comes to these, like, Olympics, The genetic thing is something completely different. If it was about talent that wasn't physical, it would be, of course, like, whatever... Whatever talking, gender you... The only difference is the hormones and that having more testosterone does give you some advantage. Uh-huh. But I think there are medical ways that you can deal with that or people that's could true. just not care as much. But that's a totally different argument and I don't honestly think there's a clear yes or no answer. Okay, we won't get into So that. I'm going to answer your oh, previous God. point because okay. I just took a class. Wait, what was the other point that I made? It was about how you said that about the hunters and the gatherers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, when humans came and did you just say pumas <laughs> i was never... thinking of two different wait wait words. before you get into your other topic what's a puman shut up is that like a i vegetable? was thinking of two different words do you mean i human? was thinking prehistoric and human and i just created a wow. new word so prehistoric humans are now pumans <laughs> so I don't think I've ever heard of that. Okay, and stop being sarcastic. Anthro classes. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I've heard that before. I'm going to kill you. What was it again? Human. Okay, cut that out because I don't want to be seen as a murderer. <laughs> okay. okay keep going. Anyways, so actually, when people mm-hmm. transitioned from being humans, no. <laughs> When they t- listen to my argument, we're cutting this out because it's distracting. No, I keep going. I'm listening. I'm listening. When people transitioned from being completely um, nomad mm-hmm. to having agricultural societies, yeah. that was the first incidence of gender inequality. And there is no genetic basis that says that women are better at hunting or at gathering versus hunting that men are aren't. It just so happened that in the first societies, Mm -hmm. it was divided as such. And there is the argument that says that, like, oh, men do, like you said, like, being a man Mm -hmm. and having more testosterone does give you some strength advantages. And often in these societies, men tended to be taller. They could essentially be stronger. But it all depends on the task you were given. Because in nomadic societies, there was no distinction. You could be male, you could be female, or you could be gender fluid. In all honesty, there are societies that had that. And it 
there is nothing in your genes that tells you what you can and cannot do. Mm -hmm. And so starting from those agricultural societies that developed into cities, there was just this clear gender distinction and what your role should be. And that came up until today where women were seen, women stayed home. And I think it... Why do you think it was divided like that? Well, okay. If you give birth to a child... Like, you physically are giving birth to that child. Right. You do have those maternal instincts where you want to raise that child. Yeah. And, and I it think, came from you. So it's, like, not not to say you're stuck with it, but it's, like, if the guy's out, you're home with the baby, right? It does make sense. Like, if you look... Okay. I'm thinking about seahorses. Like <gasps> we talked about I'm this! About no, we talked horses. about... You know, we talked because about the seahorses. The men, the Birth fathers, the, yeah. they take... The fetus seahorses mm-hmm. and they raise them. I remember when we talked about this There's like two years ago. You were like, our Mike society dropped. should. Yeah, you were like, our society should be like the seahorses. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> all like, I'm saying. What are you talking about? All I'm saying. But no, no, no. We can talk about this. Talk about this because people don't know. Okay. The seahorses. So, male seahorses, and it has been a while since I've read this article. So, if mm-hmm. this is wrong, feel free to correct me. Okay. But. Male seahorses do, like, they give birth, essentially. Like, they don't have... The planted fetuses, they raise them. I don't know where in their bodies. Yeah. And then they give birth and essentially raise them. Like, they lay the eggs, essentially. Mm-hmm. That might be wrong. Somebody look it up. I think it was that but, they... When the women fertilize it, they give it to the male. Yeah, because essentially Cause that's the, how penguins are, too. The feet... Yeah. That's so there's nothing in the the society that says that just because... Happy feet. Yeah. Oh, that's such a cute movie. Mm-hmm. Just because you give birth to it doesn't mean that it's your sole responsibility. And I think different societies and different species, for that matter, see that differently. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that, like... There's so much in history right. that just because it was that way doesn't mean it should be. And I think that's something that a lot of people were realizing in, like... But that's why we have such a, like, a meshed society now, you know? Where it's, like... What do you mean? There's so much in between. Like, there's so much gray area now. Well, where that's the issue where it's, like... Yes, there was that clarity, and life was so much simpler mm-hmm. when previously... It was just given that because you were born female, you were going to be a mom and stay in the household and be a good wife and have the children. And the man, he's going to get the job Mm -hmm. and he's going to provide for his family. But now we live in almost 2022 and that has changed so much because we have worked for women to get rights, for women to be able to be in the workforce. Mm -hmm. We as women can essentially get any job that we want. Now, is it a little bit harder being, like, a woman in STEM and sitting in my chemistry class of 350 people and 90% of them being male? Right, I think it's still not where it could be. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) So now that... (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, you're 100% right. Like, exactly. It's interesting because, like, we... Obviously, this week's topic is about feminism, we talked about, like, social media, right? Our very close how we experience it. Yeah. To all the way going into with the past in your articles that you brought <laughs> up with the seahorses. Then we came to, again, back to, like, present day. How do you feel like... This is, like, a question and answer now. <laughs> okay. How do you feel like the future is going to... Like, based on feminism now. Because now it's not black and white. There's like, so what much the great, ultimate goals are? 
Yeah, but, like, how do you feel like it's gonna look like in the future? Like, not goals, because obviously there's, like, people have an idea of goals, right? Like, it's, like, you want everything to be equal, everyone has a fair opportunity to it's do like things. what I think is realistic. Yeah, like, what do you think the future is gonna potentially look like? We've seen so much growth over the past few years. It's, like, like, you know, like, first, I think it started with, like, when all, all the people came from, when people were in the war, right? I remember we were talking about this in class. I think it was, like, World War II. A lot of the women had to go to work and stuff like that and provide yeah. and, like, take on the male role while people, their husbands were in the war. Yeah. And so we saw it from there, and it's slowly, like, there's so many parts in, like, history where we've seen women taking on more stronger roles. How do you feel like it's going to look like in the future? Like, where do you think the growth is going to, basically? Honestly, I think it is so unpredictable because there is such a strong tie between progress and the economy and politics. Mm-hmm. And I don't honestly, like, I wish it wasn't that way. Right. But because everything changes so much, um, like, I'm very hopeful. In an ideal world, like, I know that I will continue to face different issues like in my life like Mm -hmm. I have to struggle with the male gaze and I have to struggle with wondering if I got this job opportunity because of the outfit that I wore to my interview or if I'm sitting in a room full of men Mm -hmm. and I'm applying to medical school and I'm wondering why I'm the only woman there Mm -hmm. and I think that's something I know I will have to struggle with because there's no way like we can continue to do progress, but progress is slow. Like, real progress is something that is going to take years, probably decades. Right. And, like, the ultimate goal is that hopefully for, like, the next generations, like, our children mm-hmm. will be able to be whatever they want. Like, they could be in school, and instead of growing up and being given a baby doll to play with, mm-hmm. they're allowed to choose what they want to do. Like, right. And I think that's it's a totally different It's interesting because argument. I've seen, I've already kind of seen, like, what you're talking about, where, like, people who are, like, a couple years older than us, right, who are yeah. having kids, right? They're raising they, Their that, kids right. are, like, oh, like, they're not having, like, the blue and pink, yeah. like, announcement, right? They're not doing that anymore. It's more like, oh, like, our child was assigned to this, we're gonna let them decide, or they're getting general neutral yeah, and that's clothing. Very, like, people yellow, have their green opinions and, about that. Yellow, green, but... and purple, like, clothing and stuff like that, and then there's, like, oh, our grandparents only buy them pink and blue stuff. Like, it's, like, you know, I've seen a lot of that, but it's, like, interesting that you're bringing that up, because, like, it's so, we're so used to a certain way, yeah. you know? And it's, like, almost like we want to have, like, you know, like, if you were to have, like, a gender announcement party, right, mm-hmm. you want to do it because it's, like, a part of you would want to have it, but it's also, like, we're progressing to a time now where it's not as important anymore. I think, okay, in all honesty, I think there could even be further progress in which you don't associate colors or toys or topics with a certain gender. Like, you shouldn't have to avoid putting your child Mm -hmm. in blue because you're worried it's going to make them feel like they have to be male right that just shouldn't exist it should be my kid looks good in this color or they like this color Mm -hmm. and or I just happen to have a lot of clothes in this color for them to wear right and that should have no correlation with their gender and their access in society it's like mostly steering down like bring what was it narrowing down basically narrowing down to like stereotypes right yeah it's all stereotypes it's just constantly like removing these stereotypes like the ones we i feel like we've already seen being knocked down like a lot of growth have been, has been like 
body image, right? There's so much that's been do- been done about body image stereotypes. There's so much that still needs, needs to, to be, be done, done. But we've seen, like, that main big stereotype, oh, you have to be skinny, it's been being, it's being tar- torn down quite a bit. It's been torn down quite a bit. Yes. I still think the fact that celebrities promote diet pills and waist trainers in ineffective ways to stay skinny is still not healthy. And I think that still needs to change um, because you can show mm-hmm. all the diversity and, like, body image or of, like, different types of bodies you want, like, on a magazine cover, but it doesn't necessarily change, like, the root of the problem, which is that, like, it's this the beliefs. Like, right. when, like, if your family member comes and comments on your weight, like, mm-hmm. why are they doing that? They wouldn't do that to my brother. Right. So why would they comment on my weight? Oh, it's because there is this idealistic women should be slim and small. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think that's something that's like, there's still progress, but like, I do know what you mean. Like there are people out there addressing that. And the same is with like pay. There is still a pay gap, but there is stuff being done for that. Mm-hmm. There is still taxes on feminine products, which is ridiculous. Oh yeah. I was, there was so ridiculous. I was watching, there was like this one TikToker I was watching and she was like, that's her whole thing. Her whole page is, is about and explaining about taxes. Of, yeah, how, like, women's products and stuff like that. Like, that whole thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how they don't... Like, I, it's so ridiculous. Like, right. there was a whole argument about By the way, like, this is why I brought her on. Because she's so passionate about this topic. And I, like, I don't know a lot about it, so I don't know enough to, like, talk about it or, like, be passionate about it, basically. And I still, I literally am educating myself more So, like, I feel like I don't want to be, like, ignorant about it. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Let's get it. So, like, I want to know more about it, but it's, like, I don't want to say I don't care. It's just that, like, I don't know at all. And so, trying to learn about it. So, that's why she's talking so much. Because she knows so much about it. No, I'm sorry if I'm going on, like, multiple tangents. This whole time, it's me looking at her, nodding my head. She's (laughs) just talking. But that's okay. Because, like, honestly, like, I don't want anyone else. Like, I wouldn't, like, talk to anyone else about this topic. Like, it's, like, yeah. But you should. Because, honestly, it's from making mistakes. Like, obviously, you don't want to spread false information. Mm But if you make a comment to someone and they have the educational background to correct you or they have yeah. the experience, they should. And that's how you grow. Like every time my exactly. family members say about something. Like, mm-hmm. You shouldn't be ignor- ignorant about like other people's opinions because if they actually have something to say, yeah. then you should just learn from it and not yeah. be like so self-centered about it. That's honestly what I wish more people did. And I, I think people find it annoying and hopefully mm-hmm. they don't because it's coming from like a good place. But if anybody says anything that I know is wrong, like, it's just completely factually wrong, I have evidence, like, if my family members comment on... People love making a point, you know? They do, and And I like making points. We've had our arguments. Yeah, I love a point, a good point. (laughs) Oh, no. But I, like, if if my, there's just so much change in our society, and I know it's harder for older generations, especially, um, to stay updated on it, so I literally, like, make the effort, like, if my parents say something that is not necessarily like recent like it's mm-hmm. there's it's changed like explaining to them like lgbtq plus and like right. that whole idea and like the fluidity of sexuality and like the importance of changing gender stereotypes <laughs> yeah um like that's something that i'm okay explaining to them and, like i don't look down on anybody who doesn't understand mm-hmm. there's still so much i don't understand and i feel like 
if everyone was like more open and honest about what they do and don't understand and like asking questions like mm-hmm. i love it when you come to me and you're like hannah explain to me again why <laughs> you so care sweet. about this and i will <laughs> literally i love that yeah. because i think everybody has their thing that they mm-hmm. just love to talk about right and mm-hmm. hopefully it's something relevant and important and actually meaningful in society and i think a lot <laughs> of people have that and so if you find the right person and you ask them about that and right. you learn more from that, that is su- that is so much more effective than just sitting there and not talking about it because you're scared to. Yeah. There's so, like it just reminds me of this like I don't know if it's a quote, but there's like a saying where it's like people who are like uh people who don't know anything, you know, think they know everything. Yeah. But then people who do know things, right? They have been opened and exposed to the world of knowledge and they realize how much they don't know. And so I feel I like that. if you're smart, oh my god, I actually worded it correctly. <laughs> but like, I feel like I I'm like I feel like the smarter you are, the more you realize you don't know about thing, know yeah. about other things, and the more like small and ignorant and small minded you are, and like think you know everything. That's how much like you probably know less. You know, you definitely know less because you obviously haven't been exposed to all the knowledge that's out there. Which is why I think... More people need to ask questions. More people should suggest topics like this so you could bring in... So you could talk about it because it gives you the opportunity to Mm -hmm. research about it, to reach out, to ask me or any of other friends or even just based off of what you know and share about it because I think Mm -hmm. it's so important to discuss topics like this that I definitely know people who they hear feminism and they like close in on themselves they're like no i don't want to talk about it that was me and then there's people that was me tell me that wasn't me that is that was me like a couple years ago like every time they wanted to talk about like their period or stuff like i still am kind of like that but like every time they would talk about it i'd just be like i don't want to talk about it like i'm not i don't want to but the whole like the entirety of discussing it is so important Mm -hmm. because there's people like me who hear feminism and like jump out of their seat yeah. and is like, let's she talk just about this. Right I now. literally just jumped right now. I like get excited. Yeah. And I feel like having this balance of discussing it, like mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned from you and hopefully you learn from me. And yeah. that is so important. <laughs> I don't I think I've done so much learning, my brain's gonna explode. Okay. But Okay, yeah, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get back to the questions. Okay, after that quick break. uh, Okay, so real quick, we just want to wrap up with, like, questions, because I think we mostly covered them. Um, And then, yeah, we're just going to do a quick wrap-up. Okay, so quick questions that people asked. Um, Let's see, okay, how do you deal with sexism in school? So I think we mostly talked about this, where it's, like, clothing is the biggest thing, right? Yeah, I think in general... At least from what I've noticed, it's if you're like, if you are a woman in a field that is predominantly men, it can be very intimidating. And I think you just need to see it as like, you are this pioneer. You are a woman that's going to show other women that they can be in that field. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something you just need to do all the time. And you need to just continue to say, like, I can do this. I'm special. And I think, I know it's like, very focused on women but that's just because I can speak from that experience I don't think I can speak from the experience of any other gender um but yeah I think you just need to remind yourself of like why you're doing it and that it's something that you love and it doesn't matter um like you shouldn't compare yourself to others 
All right, yeah, that's a good answer. I like that. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the biggest thing in school is just, like, clothing. Like, I feel like that's, like, huge. And, like, of course, like, being a major, like, different majors and stuff, some of them, like, it's such a minority to be, like, a woman in that major. So, yeah. All right, next question. For both of y'all, first or worst experience dealing with sexism and how you felt? Do you want to say, like, one of your experiences that you've had? I definitely think, I mean, I feel like I've mentioned some and I think the worst ones have been, like, when I felt isolated in, like, an academic setting. I 100% agree with that, yeah. Like, it's just, like, when you're sitting in a room and you're, like, in a study group or something, and it's not necessarily one that I've chosen, um, <laughs> and it's, like, people are asking me, like, oh, do you understand? Do you understand this? Do you get this? I remember, and I'm like, I yes, in, I yeah. could teach you this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was in computer science, and I was, like, the only, like, senior girl in the class. Like, I think there was, like, one other, like younger like girl or something and i just remember like the whole time it was always like oh like oh let's help her out or like she needs more help like and i was in a group with guys and it was like like what the hell i've taken multiple computer science classes in high school and it's just one class like i remember like it was always like that so yeah i think it's just constantly being um like i don't even know what the right word is they're just like objectifying like what your knowledge probably is yeah i was gonna say yeah pretty much that yeah yeah it's just that like their people have like a narrow mind and they think that you it's not possible for you to know more than you actually do and that's just like the worst feeling because then you feel like you have to prove to people and then sometimes feeling like you have to prove something to someone feels like you're making yourself small like you're trying to make yourself bigger than you actually are so it's just like it's like a weird thing but i think sometimes what i've always done is like if i just oh sorry (laughs) if I just kind of like be quiet and let myself like outshine other people but like don't talk about it and stuff that's like one thing that I do it's like oh yeah oh what'd you get on the test oh yeah just 100 oh what did you get oh 90 okay but that's also like (laughs) that's a different thing that I I don't love toxic but like I don't think I think like sometimes that is toxic because you don't like the worst thing is like I do understand because a lot of guys have always done this, and I do take like personal pride mm-hmm. when like they brag about their grades, and I know that I did better. Exactly. Than them. I but just it's kind also of... funny because you can work towards their egos sometimes and be like, "Oh, like wow, like that's so great, like that's such a good grade." And yeah. they're like, "Well, what did you get?" And you're just like, "Oh, I did really good. I just don't yeah. say what I got, but I know I did better." Like I think that's kind of like what, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, exactly. satis- it's satisfying because the one thing I would never want to do is make another woman feel like. Mm-hmm she's like has to compare herself to me right so like that's why like i really don't talk about my grades in front of like other women because like i am worried it's like you don't want to make other people feel like they're not good enough yeah but it's kind of like a silent pride yeah you can have that pride and i also agree like you could be proud in other ways like if you did something and you accomplished something share it to the world literally shout Mm -hmm. it off of the rooftop like you're amazing and the world deserves to know that and other women that are true good people will respect you and mm-hmm. see your growth and your accomplishments as like an accomplishment for like all women yeah that's how i see it i know everyone sees it differently mm-hmm. but i 100 percent live by the quote women should support women 
And I think that is a great way oh, to God. end. Okay. And women support everyone. Okay, so that's how we're going to end it with Hannah's very impactful <laughs> quote that she <laughs> recites to herself every morning out of bed. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Hannah, thank you so, 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 so much so from the bottom of my heart for being on the podcast this week. Again, there's no one else I would want to talk about this topic with. And yeah, I'm really happy that you were here and we're going to waste an hour with me to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think she had some really good points. Obviously, she did because she's so passionate and studies this topic in her free time all the time. Um, but yeah, yeah, I hope everyone is happy with their finals. I just got 100% on my calc. Woo! Even though I talked about I don't want to talk about our grades. Women supporting women. <laughs> I can't believe I got 100 on my final. Okay, anyways. I have to boost it because I hate those so bad in is my class. the professor we don't like. No, 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 no. That's the chem one. I just said I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> this one okay. is Santa. Oh, God. he's I love him. He's so good. He's such a good teacher. Anyways. Anyways okay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Hope everyone's having a great break or a great start to your break. I'm already having a great break with my bestie. Um, but yeah, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hannah, do you have anything to say? <laughs> Thank you for having me here. And I do hope this is something that, like, if this does interest you, like... Um, call talk Hannah. About it. She'll tell okay. you about it for, like, not what I was for 48 say. hours straight. I'm sure nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. But I meant to say, it's like, just continue to educate yourself. Like, mm-hmm. watch documentaries, research. Don't be narrow minded. Yeah. You know? Follow just, like, people, discuss it with your ask friends. Ask questions. Honestly, ask questions and yeah. research it. And I spend a lot of my time now, instead of looking at other people, kind of like, okay, I have questions and Googling random things and just reading articles and. Just increasing my overall knowledge. Be curious, seek knowledge, and support women. All right. Any other quote you want to add? No, that's it. All right. I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Hannah. Bye. Okay, this is a tester because Hannah's nervous. So let's see. Share a fun experience you've had recently. Okay. Wait, is this your icebreakers you Googled? Would you rather tell me about your first kiss? (laughs) Let's see. What is the best vacation you've ever taken? Oh, I like Mexico. Mexico the best is the best vacation. Yeah, because no, everything's no details. Cheap. Okay, Mexico, everything's cheap and it's really what warm. Trip to Mexico. We went to Cancun, Playa del Carmen. Oh, Playa del Carmen. It was nice and it was warm and we had to play with tigers. That was had animal abuse. Um, it was fun for me. No, I was I'm fascinated with animals, so it was really good for me. Interesting. Let's right. see. I also went to Mexico, but I don't go to anywhere that has people. So we went to Sayulita. Cellulite? No, cellulita. Cellulite? Cellulite. I know I have it on my leg. I know cellulite. (laughs) I know cellulite. And it's um, not foreign to me. I don't even travel to find it. (laughs) We were. I just remember we were. uh, Oh, is that my voice waves? Yeah. (laughs) You see, it goes up. Woo! (laughs) But um, and I just remember dancing. We stuck into a club. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, you told me about this. You were like 13. Let's go to the club. Oh my god, Malibu. I went there when I was 10. Okay, one more icebreaker and then I'll be ready. Ready? Okay. I've never been with a body. Oh, I hope I don't do this during the actual podcast. What's the worst haircut you've ever had? Oh, I used to like get the Dora haircut all the time. Oh my god, actually? Mm -hmm. I could see that. That was literally my haircut. But I like bangs. I like having bangs when I was little. It was cute. I had bangs in the third grade, and that was the worst haircut I've ever had But then it covers life. your forehead. 
you're always like on my forehead. I know I hate my forehead, but I'm scared to go back to bangs because it was such a bad bangs haircut. Oh. <laughs> so now I'm like Martha Bangs. Bad bangs. It sounds like a band. Bad, bad bangs, bangs band. Okay, are you done with your icebreakers? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Three minutes. 